0: Hey everybody, I'm John Gould and I'm Nagin Muscati and this is This Real Estate Life, the official podcast of the Baird & Warner Lincoln Park office.
1: We have so many amazing real estate agents in our office, each with their own unique gifts and personalities and we really just wanted to create a podcast where you can celebrate those individuals and learn a little bit about real estate along the way.
0: Yeah, so whether you're a real estate agent yourself or just curious to learn more about what we do every day, this is the podcast for you. So thanks for joining us, and we hope you love the journey.
1: Woo-hoo! Welcome to This Real Estate Life, the Baird & Warner Lincoln Park podcast, where we highlight and showcase the different gifts and talents our agents and special guests have. Today, we have a very, very special guest, Senior Vice President of Residential Sales here at Baird & Warner, Tripti Casal. Woo! I can't believe it. We really made it.
0: <laughs> in the Zoom flesh, I guess. This is as good as we can get. Um,
1: sure.
0: 50, thank you so much for joining us today. We're very excited to chat with you, um, especially given your experience in real estate. We know you have a lot of great insight for people coming up in the business, but also to learn a little bit more about your role at Baird & Warner um, and the impact that you have on our managing uh, management team and on our agents. Um, and also what you like to see for the future for Baird and Warner. So we're going to jump into a lot of that. But before we do, we'd just like to give a brief intro to you and your background to share with all of our guests. So as John mentioned, you are the Senior Vice President of Red- Residential Sales at Baird and Warner. Um, you're one of two regional managers that um, oversee about well, what about half the offices in the company, primarily 14. the city. 14 mm-hmm.
1: Wow. 14
0: each. So it's a lot, a lot of offices, a lot of agents.
1: Um,
0: and a big part of your role is focused on growing the company's sales and you do that a few different ways, um, certainly by supporting the company's managers. Um, you've also you helped provide support when it comes to recruiting and coaching and training. You're involved with the marketing department and we're even involved with developing our luxury branding as well. So you've had your hand in the development of a lot of tools and resources that are crucial to our agents and our manager's success, which ultimately helps the company grow. Uh, And before you came here seven years ago, you worked for one of our competitors. And even before that, had your own boutique brokerage in Lincoln Park. You've been a top sales producer. Uh, So you've kind of done a little bit of everything and we're excited to learn from you today, just based on all the experience that you have in real estate. So thanks for being here. Awesome. Thank you. uh, Thank you for that great introduction.
1: Yeah, that is an incredible, incredible resume. I'm I'm blown away yeah. right
2: now. <laughs> I keep busy. I mean, I also oversee training too. Um, but the thing that you'll know is that is that the reason that I can do all those things is because we have so many wonderful people up there in Warner. You know, all the managers are very, very um, independent. Go, you know, they're dynamic. I mean, I, I we have the best managers in the industry for sure, and um, they're wonderful. And and our training and marketing departments, they're just we've just got great people. So. It makes it a pleasure to do all of those things.
0: Absolutely, It really does. That, that's something John and I always talk about with our guests is, you know, for most of our guests, they're agents from the office. So it's at the office level, but just the culture at and Warner is so wonderful. And it helps to enjoy the people you work with too and wanting to come in every day. And that also, I think, makes us all more productive as individuals as well. Yeah. Um, but Trippy, we'd love to get started learning about your career journey and, and how you got started in real estate. If you could share a little bit about your uh, initial getting into the industry and then um, the transition over time into your current role as our senior vice president of uh, residential sales. Sure I'd be happy to. So I kind of got into it sort of a, um, a
2: I didn't I didn't intend to get into real estate when I was in college I studied computer programming and I'll just say it was long time enough ago that we had mainframes and I originally started with punch cards so it was a long time ago oh
1: my god. Uh,
2: yeah, so transition to actually keyboards during my college experience. And um, I was a double major in computer science and marketing. I also had a business degree. And when I graduated, I went down the um, computer science route because it was, it, it was lucrative. You know, it's a more lucrative field to go into at the time. Than to go into um sales um but i developed a fascination for sales when i was at when i got my marketing degree so after a couple of years of program being a computer programmer which was very different than being in tech today because tech is a lot more prevalent and a lot of different people going into tech back then the com- a computer programmer was somebody who sat in a back room and spent their day on a computer and although i loved a part of that I really felt like I was missing um, working with people, working directly with people. And so I started thinking about what I learned about sales when I was in college and how fascinated I was with that class. I had taken the sales class and decided I wanted to go to the sales. And so then the question became, what did I want to sell? And I thought, you know, I'm, if I am going to sell something, I'm going to sell something big. And I... <laughs> I always had in the back of my mind, was very interested in property and real estate and um, the urban uh, market. And so I thought, I'm gonna sell real estate. And if I'm gonna sell real estate, I'm gonna sell commercial real estate because that's even bigger. And so I actually started my career in commercial real estate. And um, it was not easy to get into back then because um, at the time, you know, there were not a lot of women, there are not a lot of minorities and there are not a lot of people new in sales. And I, I was all three of those things. So it took a little pavement pounding, but I finally got a job in commercial real estate sales. And I did that for about three years, three or four years and um, enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it, Um, but the the market started to slow down a bit. And I started to realize that, one of the things i really enjoyed was the clients i was working with and and, in commercial real estate it's a lot of numbers game but i started to realize i like the the hand-holding of the clients and all those things so then i made the transition out of commercial real estate into residential real estate um and i still throughout my residential career still did some commercial did a lot of investment real estate worked with developers so there was that commercial piece to it but i went to more homes Rather than office buildings or retail properties and things like that, it was really became all about the home. Is what I really, even though I did residential, commercial, and I love that. And I sold, I sold for many years, and I sold, I sold everything, and I liked that. I did, I worked, as I said, I worked with developers. I sold new construction. I sold multi units. I sold condos. I sold single family homes. Um, did a lot. I did, I did residential leasing. So there was a lot of different things I did, and I, and I liked it. I loved it actually. Yeah. But I got to a point in my career that I started feeling like um, the growth was just like I was doing the same thing over and over again after a while. And I started to realize that I did enjoy helping people, helping new agents. I, I found myself working a lot with new agents. And, um, and I, had, I had some people who said to me, man, managerial, you know, you should really think about going into management. We think you'd be good at that. So at some point I just decided to um, hang up my sales license and um, pull out my managing broker's license and go into management. So I did that. And I worked for, I worked in management for a couple different companies. I actually worked for an internet startup for a couple of years. Really? um, That was new to Chicago. Yeah. I helped them establish themselves in the Chicago market. And that was kind of fun, um, but not really. Yeah, it was cool. It was very cool. Um, They flew me out to San Francisco several times because Back then, that's where internet startup companies were, and I got a little taste of that culture. Um, but it, was, it wasn't really great for a long term career. But I, I, I got my feet wet in management there, and then after that, I went to go work for a, a established, of, um, you know, company in Chicago, and I, I managed their South Loop and their uh, Michigan offices and uh i did that for many years and then i shouldn't say many years probably four years and then i had um the crazy idea that i should open my own boutique brokerage and the reason i say it was a crazy idea hindsight's always 2020 is that (laughs) i opened it absolutely at the wrong time i opened it just before the recession hit
1: oh no yeah i
2: did um i started it in the beginning of 2006 we had a great year i built it up to about 30 agents Um, 2007 was a a much better year 2008 started out great and by the end of 2008 everything went downhill
1: Um,
2: so my poor agents they weren't making any money so therefore we weren't making any money Mm-hmm. Um, so the following year, I merged with another company, another boutique firm, and we tried to make a go of it together. Um, we tried for a couple of years, and it, it just the timing was bad. You know, all real estate companies were suffering, um, but you know, larger companies that had a little bit more, like Baird Warner, which um, has a lot of wherewithal, um, mm-hmm. was able to sur- survive that and come out and thrive. We weren't, but we sold to another company, and I went into management for that company, and I was there for a few years, and I. Always been watching Beard Warner, always loved Beard Warner, always really liked the agents. When I was selling, I always felt like if it was a Beard Warner agent, um, the deal was going to go smoothly. There'd be professionalism. You know, sometimes you have issues with clients, but I always felt like it would be a partnership, but it always was when I worked with a Beard Warner agent. So I started thinking about what would be the next step of my career. And I thought, you know, I would love to go work for that company, Baird & Warner. So uh, a mutual friend um, told me to call Laura Ellis, who is the president, our president of residential sales, um, and my boss to this day and said, you know, you guys should talk. I think you'd you, she'd be a great connection for you. And I reached out to Laura, we had a nice meeting together. Um, and I called her and I said, I don't know if you even have any positions open, but I, someday I'd like to work for Beard and Warner. And so we met together and um, I loved what she said about the company, the culture. I really enjoyed my conversation with her. She clearly must've enjoyed her conversation with me because she says <laughs> to the day that after we left, she said, I'm going to get that woman a job here at Beard Warner. She's going to come work for us someday. Oh, that's amazing. So, that's yeah. Yeah. I know I'm going on. If you have any questions, just cut me off. <laughs> no, you're good. Keep going. <laughs> okay. okay. So um, it took a few months and uh, finally Laura reached out to me and she said, she said, you know, I, cause I thought I'd be a managing broker of an office. I thought, you know, that was my experience and that's what I do. And she said, you know, we have. 28 offices. Oftentimes we have managing brokers who retire or move out of state. She said, but we don't have anything like that now, but I do have a position open in training if if you'd be interested in doing that. And that really wasn't my long-term passion, but she assured me that if I got my foot in the door and did a good job, you know, at Beard Warner, we really do like to promote and hire from within whenever we can um, to support the person to help their career growth, but also they understand the Beard Warner culture. She said, if you start with us in training, I'll give you an opportunity to manage an office. So I did, I started um, in the training department. Um, I did well, what Sarah Pelton does now, I I, um, oversaw training and did um, a lot of new agent training and um, did that for a while. And then when an office opportunity did open up and this this will be dear and near to your hearts, it was Lincoln Park office. And Laura came to me and she said, their Lincoln Park office manager is moving to another state. We need a managing broker there. I know you wanna be a managing broker. I know you live in Lincoln Park. You've uh, worked in Lincoln Park for years. I think this would be the ideal office for you, but she gave me a big but. She said, "You know, David Bailey, would also like to manage that office. So you both would have to interview for this position. And I knew David already, he was the managing broker for our Evanston office. And she said, if you don't get that position, I have another idea for you here at corporate to become a regional manager, Um, it'll take some time. And I looked at her and I said, David Bailey is an amazing manager and he should have the Lincoln Park office because I think he can do great, great things with it. Um, And he has, as you guys know, he's done wonderful things for it. So, so instead I stayed on at home office and um, became a regional manager and doing what I'm doing now. I never thought I would be on the quote unquote corporate side, although we're not a very corporate company, but I just fell in love with it. And I, I love it. I love working with our managers. I love watching them succeed. And I love working with, you know, um, the assistant managers and and through that, working with the agents too, and seeing how, you know, watching the agents grow. So, so that's how I got here.
0: <laughs> I mean, what have, what haven't you done in real estate yet? Real? You've done a little it, bit of everything. You
2: know what? It, it's kind of a little game I play in my mind. I do like to do everything. You know, I, I manage, I, yeah. I now still manage vacation rental properties that I have in uh, Michigan. So I, it's because real estate is my passion. Like I just, I love everything about it. So I do enjoy, if there's something I haven't done, I always think, you know, maybe I should try it. <laughs>
1: exactly. um,
2: in my spare time, which I don't have much of now, but um, <laughs> but I do love everything about real estate.
1: That's amazing. I what like, a whirlwind of a story. Yeah. let make a movie about your life. Oh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Maybe a podcast. <laughs> there you go.
0: We could, John. We did the uh, the other video episode with Paul Barker. Maybe we can follow Tripty around for a day.
1: Oh, that would be so fun.
0: <laughs> uh, just so you know, Tripty, we have a $0 budget, so okay. it won't be high quality.
1: <laughs> no, that's really, um, that's fascinating. I had no idea that you and David were into the same position. That's in another in a parallel universe, you could be the managing broker right here. I could have.
2: Yeah. But you know, I actually I I turned down the interview. When I, when she told me who Got the it. other person was, I said, you know what? I said, I'm I'm enjoying yeah, working with And I think he'd be so wonderful. So um plus I knew I'd lose to him. So I was like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, right. That's that's incredible. Um two two great
0: options so the company was definitely in in a good position if it was between you and
1: David that's for sure that's awesome um thank you so much for sharing that no Um, problem let's kind of transition into what's going on with you now and what knowledge you can give our agents so these questions are a little bit out of order we we might jump around a little bit but the first one I want to ask you is um I mean I guess based off of all of your Previous experience when thinking about helping agents build their business, like, do, have you seen common practices in different agents' business models that are, are like universal for success? Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, like what are, what so like things that everybody does or yeah. that would help make them successful in real estate. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's it's a, it's interesting you put it that way, John. Because the thing I love about the real estate business, one of the things I should say, is that. um You don't have to fit a specific mold to be successful in it. And if you take our top 10 agents or uh, top 10 agents in your office and line them up and say, how do you do your business? They all have a totally different approach. They bring their own personality. They bring themselves to it. And I think that would be the first thing I would say for success is not don't try to be like anybody else be who you are be authentic be authentic in your um in how you you know how you're approaching trying to get business with your sphere of influence and things like that you'll attract people who want to work with you and you'll attract them much better than if you're trying to be someone else and when you're new you get a lot of advice and you, you need to listen to all that advice because there's a lot of lot of a lot of people will be telling you good things, but you need to filter it and say, what works for me? You know, when you're trying when you're trying to go out and approach business, you have to do what works for you and you'll find it. You'll find something because there's so many ways you can approach the business. But I think the commonalities are some of the commonalities in addition to being yourself is um, the most successful agents, they're not afraid to tell the world that they're a real estate agent. You know, they're not, they don't want, they're not a secret agent, as we say, they know they shouldn't be a secret agent. And it's not, um, And the best ones, and I know at Bear Norner, we have the best ones. It's not a silly salesy, here's my business card. I don't know if people even use business cards anymore that much. (laughs) But, but you know, it's really more about if it becomes part of your life, it's just a conversation that's being had and it's not salesy. And the great thing about real estate is that everybody lives somewhere. So it's an easy conversation to have. It's not like if you sell something that you have to say, gosh, this person doesn't need this. Everybody lives somewhere. So everyone loves to talk about either where they live, where they want to live, um, where they have lived. So real estate is an easy conversation you can, you can bring up with people. So successful agents, they find ways to talk about real estate usually because they're passionate about it like I am. And I, I've seen that a lot. Um, one of the other things i think that i've seen successful agents do is they don't they they um they accept they they look at all opportunities you know when something comes their way even if it doesn't seem like um thinking how to word this properly say somebody comes to you and says you know i'm thinking about buying real estate but i I won't be ready for two years you know successful agents don't say well then you know what never mind you know they'll they'll develop relationships they'll start working with them so and um the most successful real estate agents work every price point. So they don't say I only even our, our top top luxury agents um, will also you'll see if you look at their book of business they'll be selling something that's that's you know $100,000 and usually it's it's done because it's about the relationship. So I guess really that brings me to the next point. It's it's they're willing to take everything because it's all about the relationship. It's not about the transaction. And sure. so you maintain those relationships and I think the successful agents get that
1: yeah it feels like success in real estate is a long game right like Mm -hmm. you're building relationships today for a sale that might not happen for three years you always have to be thinking about the end goal in the very far future sometimes right
2: right absolutely absolutely and that brings me to um you know something else that i had been thinking about when i was looking at your questions is um that you really need to think about your reputation your reputation matters in real estate and I have been in it for a long time. I just like to say over 25 years. I don't think I have to add add after that. Once you get 25, you don't have to say more because exactly. you've got the credibility. So let's just say over 25 years. And it still amazes me that I will run into somebody, you know, in the real either in the community or in real estate that will say, oh yeah, you know, remember we did a showing together 20 years ago. And you know, sometimes I, I you sit back and go, boy, I hope I was nice to them.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I think generally I am, but it's amazing in our industry, how much pe- people will, will develop an opinion of you and it can come back to haunt you. So it's really important that your reputation matters. So when you're when you're um, engaged with other agents, with clients, with all those things, think about it. This is the long game and you wanna always be the person that, that they think of favorably as you're building your business.
1: Yeah, that's incredible.
0: Yeah, and that does help you with every transaction that you do, every other future opportunity as well. If you build those good relationships, people will remember that. Um, and you have a great reputation by the way, Tripty. because I can't tell you how many times I've been on a showing or doing something and the other agent says, oh, do you know Tripti? And it's funny how they always remember you. So uh, you, you've clearly built that good reputation for yourself. Thank you. Absolutely. One of the things that you mentioned was not being a secret agent and that means being able to get the word out. Um, and there's lots of ways to do that. And one of the amazing resources that I personally feel at Baird & Warner we have is a phenomenal marketing department. And that's something that you've been heavily involved with is the marketing strategy um, that the company's put together, not just to brand Baron & Warner, but also for agents to brand themselves and market their properties. Um, So could you tell us a little bit more about how you got involved with the marketing department, why that's important to you, and how important it really is uh, to an agent's business to have good marketing?
2: Absolutely. I'd be happy to. Before I dig into that, though, I will mention one thing, though, about Beard and Warner and our philosophy about marketing. There's been a lot of talk in uh, in our industry, at other companies, that um, there are other companies, our competitors, who say they're technology companies. They just flat out say we're a technology company that happens to sell real estate. And there are competitors that we have, which are basically marketing companies that sell real estate. You know, so it's it's a different focus. Their focus is really all about marketing. We are a real estate services company and we will be a real estate service company first and foremost. And we are about the people, we're about the community, we're about helping people, we're very much about the communities we serve. We always think about that. So mar- technology and marketing, specifically if we talk about marketing, we use that for our, for, for our, to provide the services, which is a different approach than other companies who say we're a marketing company, we happen to sell real estate. They may not say that, but that's that's the approach. So marketing is a tool for us, and it's very important. And it's very important because it helps us get out our brand and ha- a consistent brand to let the world know who we are. And that's who we let people know: we're we're a real estate services company, and we are here to make make your real estate life easier make your real estate transaction your real estate easier for you and so that's that's why we have our tagline um it's easier here um because that's really our goal we can't we can't make the real estate transaction easy necessarily because it is a big deal it's a big deal buying a house selling a house getting a mortgage you know going through the um process through closing there's a lot to do but we do everything we can to make it easier and that's our brand and that's why marketing It's so important that people understand that about us as a company. But we also think take it very seriously that our agents have the ability to brand brand themselves. And we give them the tools to be able to create their own brand and brand themselves. And when I said earlier, successful agents bring who they are to the table, that's what an agent's brand is, is showing the world who they are and how they can provide services and and being authentic about it. And doing it in a way that, again, we wanna make it easier for our agents to be able to do all that branding. So we take that seriously to our agents too. And that's why our marketing department really works very hard at creating materials that reflect the Beard Warner brand, but at the same time, allow the agent to reflect their brand. And then last but not least, probably one of the most important parts of our marketing department is how we market listings. Yeah. So, you know, we really have three tiers of marketing. How we market the company, brand the company, what we do to help agents um, through training and creating materials and things to help them market themselves. And then last but not least, market our listings. And um we take that very seriously also um, because really it's all about putting the property in its best light and getting it out there to as many people as possible so we can ensure um we get the right prospects to uh to sell it at the highest price.
1: Yeah absolutely can you talk kind of high level about how marketing how the marketing team anticipates the the different kind of i mean marketing that they create for these agents how do they anticipate the agents needs does that make sense
2: yeah yeah that makes sense like what do they need well it's it's a it's a really it's a good question um, some of that is, is, uh, some of that is my input because our marketing people our marketing. department, We have a big marketing department. I, can't, I, I always lose track, but I think that we have maybe 14 people in our marketing department, yeah. um, and they are marketing experts. You know, that's how they're trained. Um, we have creatives, we have people, who um, marketing strategy. We have a vice president, um, but, um, we have writers, but they are not, they don't have the real estate experience that, you, that we have that you or I have, because that's not what they've done in their lives. So, So a lot of what, a lot of their, their, they understand it, obviously, because they've been in our business now, many of them for a long time have been with Barry Warner, but um, a lot of it comes with, from input from me, from our managers, from our agents, you know, we're always listening, we're always listening, trying to find out what's going on um, out there and what, what people need and what, what's changing, you know, so much changes, like with social media, we're always trying to stay on top of what, what's the newest social media platform that is being used for real estate. You know, there's social media platforms constantly, there's new ones coming out, but are they being used for real estate? And if they are, how can we help our agents market themselves and market their listings on the platform? So it's really just bringing a combination of their marketing skills with our real estate skills together to help um, create, create what the agents need. And we listen, we listen a lot to our agents and our managers.
1: Collaboration goes a long way.
2: Absolutely, yeah.
1: Are you on TikTok? It's pretty yet?
2: incredible. Oh. I am on TikTok. You are? I, I, I. let me. I'm not on TikTok. I watch TikTok. <laughs> um, yeah, I do. I don't know that much whether whether yet. I don't. You you guys have an opinion on it? Probably you can tell me whether it's using. I don't see much about real estate on it yet, but we're keeping an eye on it.
1: <laughs> Some of our newer agents are trying it out. I think, I think it's really easy for it to get lost in the noise of TikTok. So I'm not yeah. sure how viable it is as a strategy. But I mean, people are trying.
2: I think TikTok, frankly, there's some new technology there that like it comes out of your screen like a drug and you get addicted. (laughs)
1: Yeah. It's very addictive. Every night for like an hour, I can't get off. Mm -hmm.
2: Right, right. I, you know, I, other social media, you know, sometimes you get, you get, you go down that wormhole, but nothing like TikTok. I mean, once you start, it's really hard to put down.
0: very hard to put down. I, I think that's an interesting point too, because like the other day, I was uh, talking with one of our younger agents who's on Snapchat and has been posting his showings on Snapchat and got a handful of reach outs through the app of people who are looking for apartments. Uh-huh. Um, and it's just like all these different unique ways to use these different platforms. I don't even, I don't know how to use Snapchat, but it's just, there's, it's always changing and there's always something new, like you said, Tripti, and it's great that the marketing department knows how to adjust and figure out okay is this something that we actually can use and then how are we going to use it and create some opportunities or help our agents create opportunities on this platform for their business
2: absolutely and we have such a great collaboration between our marketing and training department so when marketing sees something they'll come to training and training will create a training for it and vice versa because because the people in our training department are always training agents talking to agents when they train new agents, they have conversations. So if they hear something that they think that, you know, would be would be useful for a real estate agent's career, then they, they can go to marketing and say, look, you know, just heard about this, you know, I'm, I'm hearing that people are starting to use TikTok a lot for real estate. Then marketing will start helping to create things to help um, templates and those sorts of things. And then training will create a training how to, how to use TikTok. So the, the way they work together is, is really helpful for our agents.
1: Absolutely. And that, I mean, that goes, that speaks again to the culture that Bear Warner has as a whole of community and relationships. It allows for a lot easier collaboration and allows us to stay on top of the social media game, the marketing game, all that good stuff. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it allows us to be more innovative and ahead of the curve and ahead of you other brokerages out there. But to your point, Tripti, I really appreciated you made this distinction. We are a residential sales company, we're not a marketing company or a tech company. We believe in the relationships so we know that to be successful, and you said it earlier too, you have to you know, build those great relationships with your fellow, fellow peers, people at your office, your clients, your customers, your sphere. But the marketing, the technology, that supports it. That allows you to you know, help facilitate staying in touch with people. So it's important to have, but it's not you know, the only thing that you need to build a business. You still need to focus on that face-to-face, one-to-one relationship building.
2: Right,
1: exactly. Fantastic. Let's move, let's pivot to a not fun question, but an important question. Let's talk about the big COVID. Um, (laughs) What were some of the unique challenges that our company faced over the last, I guess, two years almost now? Um, Yeah, what did that look like?
2: Well, I'm going to tell you, it's, you're right, it's, a fun question because you know it was it was a difficult time for all of us but there's some 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 few many i should say really good things have come out of covid for yeah. us as a company and um we just i am just amazed that you know from what what we thought we were we thought we were rocking it two years ago i mean we thought we were pretty special because we are um but we are so much better now two years later and um when I'll just talk you through the process a little bit. Uh, what, what happened was when, we, when COVID came out, um, whenever that was March, 2020, and we started hearing that things were going to shut down, the minute that we um, got confirmation that we were an essential business and we, we weren't gonna shut down, we just all, uh, those of us at, at, at corporate marketing, um, IT, all of us, we just we, we started getting at together our meetings and saying, okay, how are we going to continue to do business through however long the shutdown is going to be, and we were we worked long hours, long days to do this. And you know, IT started figuring out how do we get um, computers and things to all of our staff so so they can continue to work at home. How do we get marketing was like how do we get they had to figure out how to get brochures and things like that to to people when you you're not actually in an office, you know you weren't able to necessarily be in an office printing brochure. So what they did was they staggered people. They had people different different days. Um, our offices, we had to decide what to do because through all of this, because we were an essential business, we really saw our responsibility to our clients who wanted to buy or sell real estate. And now we know that many, many, many of them wanted to buy and sell real estate yeah. during COVID. That did not stop. It just got, it got more and more. How do we service those clients? You know, we do have competitors, I, I don't wanna disparage any competitors, but I will say we have some that just said, oh, this is gonna be hard. How can you sell real estate when you're shut down? And they basically shut their doors. And we, we said, as, all, as long as there are people who wanna buy and sell real estate, we are going to find a way for that to make that happen. And as long as we have agents who make a living buying and selling real estate, we are not gonna shut down because we need to support them so they can continue to support their families and take care of their clients. So that's the perspective we came came from. So we started, we were the first company that stu- um, really did a full-out training and went to all virtual open houses. And so there's statistics in the MLS that show how many, virtu- how many open houses are held every weekend. So if you can imagine when COVID started, that number just kind of tanked because, you know, people weren't going in and out of other people's houses. But we said, these houses, these sellers still want to sell their homes. What do we do? So we uh, taught agents how to do virtual open houses. And then we hosted a virtual open house fest. And the stats of open houses that that day, on that Sunday, that weekend, spiked. This was sometime in April. And Beard and Warner had, I think, 70% of the open houses in the in the market that day no
1: way yeah um, wow.
2: isn't that awesome <laughs> oh, um, that's amazing that was something we were so proud of that we thought you know we, you know everybody else is sitting around saying well, you can't sell a house you can't go in and we and so agents went in some of them videotaped some of them they did all sorts of different things um and and we just kept doing business and that was why 2020 was our best year ever in the 165 year history of the company because we kept doing what we needed to do to do business and with training our training just we turned it up we had we had to do so much training because we had to train all these agents how to use some some of our agents had never taken videos before they didn't know how to post virtual open houses we had to teach them how to do all that again while we're basically shut down so we took the whole concept of training you know zoom training and virtual training and figured out how to do it really really fast Taught our managers how to use Zoom back in the olden days when not everybody knew how to use Zoom, um, and we just we just kept going. And when I said earlier, good things have come out of it. You know, we still have agents now who will do they'll do a a regular open house, but they'll also do a virtual open house at the same time. So instead of maybe getting the people who happen to be in the area and can walk through, they'll do a virtual open house and people can be sitting back in their home and they can, you know, they can be on their phone, you know, at the grocery store and say, Oh yeah, I want to check that house out and they can see it. So we've we've brought all of those things we've learned to to our uh, to uh, now our clients and our agents so that they can continue to use the good stuff that we learned out of covid as well as the in-person stuff and our training department is just uh, just step taken advantage of the virtual training which we never did much of before and is is providing is able to provide so much more training to all of our agents
1: yeah absolutely i think it definitely made you know the industry rethink the way things had been working You made it a lot smoother, a lot easier, a lot quicker to to, to have meetings, to have showings, all this good stuff, and I think it's only going to help now that things are open up again. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. It 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 has helped. And and we now sorry, go ahead, Tripty. We you know we're now better able to accommodate a busy real estate agent's lifestyle. Yeah. You know, we did, I don't know why it seems so obvious now, but we were sort of stuck in this whole idea that, you know, like, for example, in your office, you guys do, you guys do amazing training in the Lincoln Park office all the time. Prior to COVID, you were doing it in the office. And so an agent had to come into the office. Maybe they were you know, far away somewhere or maybe they're maybe they're, you know, kids are home from school at, you know, after after school and they, they wouldn't be able to leave they couldn't come now now most of our offices and I think yours as well do most of their training uh, virtually or hybrid, so that people can come in or be there and, and that that's just been a wonderful thing that's come out of all of this.
0: Yeah, we just switched to hybrid actually a couple of weeks ago, um, so that's that's been interesting trying to navigate that. But it is nice we you know we get maybe half the agents on the call in person, but the other half, for whatever reason, it's more convenient to you know join in on Zoom, and it's great that they don't miss out on that content, like you said. Yeah, and I
2: think one of the things that I've noticed is that. Um, as we're coming out of COVID and as now, most of our offices are going to hybrid meetings, but also are fully open, All the, our office have been open for a while, is that um, people seem to really, when they do come in, they really seem to enjoy coming in. I think people, yeah. mm-hmm. um, the, the, uh, there's always, uh, when I go visit the office, people are smiling, happy, talking. They're just excited to be back as, and you know, part of the office culture and, and with their Baron Warner coworkers. And it, so it's it's created like an upbeat mood in the offices when people come in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you said, we, we innovated a lot during COVID, but the one thing you can't replace is like the simple like being in front of other agents and hanging out and like, you know, creating community. Yeah. That's super unique.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Yepers. Okay, now we're gonna move ahead to the future. Oh. What are some goals you have set for yourself and the offices you oversee in the next year? Or like general goals? Not even. Yeah,
2: tough. well, I'll tell you. You know, general. Generally, the way the way we sort of work, and you know, the res the residential sales leadership team, when it comes to setting goals, um, and and where we see the future is this word keeps coming up, but collaboration. We collaborate quite a bit. So. Yeah. Laura is the, is the president, I'm a senior vice president, a regional manager, and there's another senior vice president, regional manager, and then we have um, a, a fourth senior vice president who is in charge of um, our eBiz and relocation and our balance program and all those things. Um, so what we usually do is we, we meet together. So we, we don't, we create what we want to be the company goals. And then based on those goals, each of us goes and executes. And sure. so our, our goals, our goals become the company goals and how they translate into what area. So if we create a company goal, then I'm working with marketing and training to try to get us there. Um, you know, and John, who, who does more work with um, IT and things, he's working on that side. And then we're working with he's working with his 14 managers. I'm working with mine. So our goals are kind of common. And I would say right now, our big goal for um, through the end of this year, next year is agent productivity. We have decided that what we want to really see is us increase per agent productivity. So it sounds like a fancy term. All what I'm really saying is we want each agent to make more money.
1: It's really <laughs> what it
2: comes down to. Um, but you know, it's 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 interesting in our industry because there's there's many ways to grow, and one is to uh, bring you know, attract new agents to your, to your company, attract experienced agents, you can build more offices. And we're, we're very much about growth. We're very much in a growth phase right now. And so we want to do all of those things, but we try to kind of, um, the, the year, the year 2020, our goal was recruiting. Um, and we had set a goal to hire 600 agents and I think we got 592. So, um, so we got really close. Um, but so we said, you know, we can, we can do that, but we have all that we have all these new agents that we've brought on and right. we continue to let's, th- let's this year. And by this year, I mean the end of this year into next year, let's focus on making all of those agents more successful as well as the agents who are, who are with us. So, um, you know, with that, and there's different things we do. You know, that that so that that drives kind of our thought process all the time is what can we do, more training, you know, more resources, maybe more on you know ways to bring them leads. So that's that's kind of our big picture goal, um, for coming up. The other the other goal that um, we're really working on is is growth in terms of serving of of expanding into underserved markets, and by that I mean geographically. Um, you know, language, you know, making sure that we, we're serving people of all different languages, things like that. And, you know, we're, we're, we're very uh, primed to do that because we we already are very much more than any other company um, in the Chicagoland area. We have, we have 28 offices and we're all over. So, you know, there are some companies that might have a lot of offices, but they're targeted, you know, in certain areas of the city or maybe certain price points. You know, we, we really are all, all over, all over, but we can penetrate even more. So one of the things that we really are focusing on, and I'm focusing on, is um, is just more growth in the areas that we are, so that we we're um, we're serving more underserved markets, but as well as going to markets that are underserved. So I I've always had this line that I've said that I really feel like everybody in Chicagoland, and by Chicagoland I mean Chicago and the suburbs, should have access to a Bear and Warner realtor. So, you know, I always think that wherever you live, whatever your price point, whoever you are, you should be able to find a Baird and Warner realtor to help you because I know we're the best and everybody should have access to the best. So that drives my thinking sometimes when I think um, like, okay, and we do heat maps of where, where our transactions are and we can look at a heat map and say, wow, Baird and Warner hasn't done a lot of deals here. And then, you know, well, I. We think about why, should we open another office there? Should we try to recruit some agents who already work there that can um, that would join Baird and Warner and be able to help penetrate that market? So um, so they sound a little contradictory, but they're not. I mean, they're really the overall goal, goal is growth, but we're gonna specifically focus on helping agents grow as well as serve, um, hitting some underserved markets, growing into some underserved markets.
1: Those are fantastic. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it's great. I agree with you, Tripti. Everyone should have access to a Baird and Warner agent. I think exactly. that is. A, yeah.
2: mm-hmm.
0: We're behind you 100. And as far as your goal about the agent, agent productivity, I'm pretty sure the agents also want to make more money. So we're all in alignment <laughs> on that. Exactly. <laughs> that that's that's definitely we're not going to get any objections on that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's cool though. You you mentioned that there's a few different ways that you can get into those underserved markets. You can expand and get physical space, or you can. Tap into the agents that are already serving there and bring them into our culture, and they also get to bring their experiences as well. So we all do grow and learn from that.
2: Yeah, totally. Because it's not always about having a physical footprint, you know. And and we do like if 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 there's a market that is underserved, we do like tapping in those agents because they're already part of the community. And you know, we're very much about the community. So um, you know, we we like we like bringing those people, bringing that, bringing them into our offices too. So.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. It's such a like inclusive mindset. It's really mm-hmm. cool to, to hear that. It's I kind of feel like I'm like looking behind the curtain, even though obviously these are like easily available information to, to get. But but no, that's really cool. Yeah. Okay, so now we're gonna go to two soft real estate questions and then we're gonna go to two fun questions. So four more questions total. Okay. <laughs> next one what has been what have been some of your favorite moments in the last seven years of working for Bearing water Any uh, that
2: is that's a good question because um i think i think it's probably come through and in, in already several times that i love what i do i love my yeah. job so um, Very yeah so uh, you know and i consider myself blessed to be doing something that you know but most days i think th- i i Think is a great day you know but of course and that and i, I don't mean to be facetious because we all have ups and downs we all have hard things in our job but um but that i i, I truly enjoy i enjoy those challenges and those problems most of the time um there are days but um, overall i do so when i think about if i just think about what moments stand out the most i think the things i really enjoy the most is when i have the opportunity to be with our agents at agent events and be with our managers at manager events. So, you know, we have, you know, first of all our Cancun trip, which um, which I'm lucky to be able to go on every year as, as a member of senior leadership, but our, our Cancun trip is a, is a listing contest. And every year we have a listing contest and if an agent Gets x number of listings. They get to go to Cancun, for all expenses paid um, for free. Um, we fly them out there. They stay, stay at an all-inclusive resort. We fly them back. Um, if they, uh, there's also another level that then they can bring a guest too for free. So I love, I love that not only for the obvious because we're in Cancun for a few days <laughs> and at an all-inclusive resort, but that opportunity to spend time with the agents that's a little more relaxed. It's not training. It's not something like that. So that I love that. I love any of our, um, you know, our, we couldn't do it this year, but we will, again, our all company party every year. We have an all company party. Yeah. It's so fun. And, you know, again, it's not just about the party. It's about being able to see everybody. Yesterday we had a um, top 1% breakfast with Steve Baird. And what that is, it's a very nice, very elegant breakfast for the top 1% of our agents, um, and they it's, and it's, they get to meet with Steve Baird, and Steve Baird talks, talks to all of them, and um, I, I had the pleasure of being there, too, and I love that, too. So any of those opportunities, we do a manager's retreat every year, which is coming up in October. I love that too. So it's kind of, it's starting to sound like all I want to do is party.
1: <laughs> not really. A little bit.
2: One of my favorite memories at Bird and Water, the parties, the <laughs> events. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it's not, the, it, it is that, but it's also because it's the opportunity to get to know, build those relationships, you know, without the pressure of, you know, being in a meeting or something of that sort. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. that's our secret to our success in Lincoln Park, though, Tripti, is we promise the agents, if they work hard, there'll be plenty of happy hours and parties and yeah opportunities to have have fun, so. Yeah. It's, it's a very much we're a part self-proclaimed part. fun office.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's it a part is. of the culture. It's part of, yeah, I mean, you guys do an amazing job with that, and I think it's a great, I think it's, 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 really nice for the agents because th- this can be a lonely business sometimes because you're yeah. out there you're working with your clients and you're one-on-one with them and then you come in the office and even though there's a lot of people there everyone's busy but then they have that opportunity to just relax with your co-workers at a happy hour at a launch or you know the different kinds of things you guys do there in that office are just are just really amazing
1: that was a great and it's neat to great- see
0: <laughs> no, go, go and- Sorry, John,
1: I know we always do this. Oh.
0: we always do this. And then the delay on zoom, I can like hear him sometimes in the other room before I can see him speaking <laughs> on the screen. So
1: um,
0: no, it's just, it's neat to see with social media too. We can also see what all the other offices are doing and every office in the company has their events and, and it's all different, which is pretty cool. Different charities that they get involved with, you know, different volunteer opportunities, different, just fun things that they do for their agents in the office.
1: It's neat to see. Mm-hmm. It is. Okay. Last question. Last real question. Okay. What advice would you give someone just starting out in real estate today?
2: Um, I would say to be a sponge, um, to listen to what people say and do what people are telling you, you know, do what you're being trained to do. Um, And sometimes it might not make sense to you. Sometimes it might not feel comfortable because um, you're you're learning something new. And when you're learning something new, there is a lot of discomfort, but, you know, just to sort of lean into that, um, you know, I think, I think to answer, to, to make your question more specific, John, what would I say to an agent joining Baird and Warner? Because I feel confident saying that what you're going to be learning through the training, what they're going to be learning from, um, from both of you, from their managers, you know, it's, it's tried and true and tested we know what works um, so you know use that filter of does it feel right to me but don't use it so much to say oh I don't want to do this because it feels uncomfortable sure. just just listen to what people say and do it and and back to what I said earlier is 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 guard your reputation be who you know be who you um, who you want the world to see all of the time because mm-hmm. um, that's you'll start attracting business to yourself
1: That's perfect would you say, this is just something I've thought about um, just from doing so many of these interviews and talking to new agents. Would you say a good rule of thumb is like, try everything for your business once, and then if you try it once and it doesn't work, then you can say this isn't for me.
2: Um I, I would say, John, that's very good advice, but with with one little caveat, sure. sometimes when you try something once, it's not enough. And the thing sure. that comes to my mind is is like, you know, uh, well, actually anything, social media, direct mail campaign, something like that um you you know old school direct mail campaign once is going to do nothing for you you know eight times you're going to get results so if when you say once i would say do one campaign you know don't just do it one time like like give it give everything (laughs) a try but make sure you're giving it enough of a try to see some results
1: so don't send out one postcard and then call call it a day right exactly okay we're gonna get on to the fun questions. you've been honestly an amazing guest i feel so privileged we get to talk to you (laughs) and these are going to be great questions
2: i'm afraid
1: (laughs) (laughs) you sound like you're having too much fun leading up to them (laughs) this one just will just these just give us an idea of who you are more than we already have this one's a big one it is in a movie of your life who would play you oh my
2: gosh that is a big one I, 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 it's a problem for me because I am not a person, I mean, I like to watch movies. I like to watch TV shows, but I never remember the actor, actor's okay. names. but you know who it would be? It just came to me.
1: Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Pretty i yes.
0: love Sandra Bullock.
1: She's not pretty. Is she pretty woman?
0: No. No. No,
1: that's Julia, no, that's Julia Roberts. Sandra Bullock. Oh, Blindside.
0: Yeah. Blindside. Sandra. She
2: also did, um, yes. I like got speed. That the show about uh, the movie about the bus set.
1: That yeah, didn't stop. Yeah, that yeah. looks a really good one.
0: Yeah, Miss Congeniality. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's Miss Con- that's
0: what I was trying to think of. Miss
1: Congeniality. Yeah. 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 yeah, she's a she's a powerful woman. She's a she's a badass. <laughs> okay, second question, and this one's a little simpler, um, but a little deeper. When was the last time you felt truly and like simply happy, like at peace? and happy when was the last time no what what was like the moment
2: oh what was the moment because i i really feel like um i
1: uh,
2: at times throughout most at at times every day i mean there, there are times that i'm not um so i don't know if i could say a moment um i could you know probably if i was thinking more than just like throughout the day i would say maybe um a couple of weeks ago when um, I was in, I was in Michigan for 4th of July and we have, we have a house in, in, in Michigan
1: mm-hmm. and we
2: had, um, we had sort of a revolving door of people. You know, I, my family came, my, my parents came and um, one of my sons came and a cousin came for a couple of days and then they left and some friends came and then they left. And then um, my husband's family came, which is my family too. Um, and I, and I think that I would say that was, I was very happy with it. I was exhausted when it was over, but, uh, <laughs> but during that time, I was very happy. It was just, it was, it, I, I would say if I had to describe a time that would be the last, the most recent time.
1: That's exactly the answer I was looking. Lovely. For. You nailed it. <laughs> Congratulations. You passed
2: the test, Yay! <laughs> do I get the John Gould Certificate of Success? You sure do, it's <laughs> in the mail.
0: Okay. (laughs) You should print those, John. That's a great idea. (laughs)
2: Um,
0: But in all seriousness, Tripti, though, thank you so much for making the time. We know you're very busy, so we appreciate you uh, joining us and sharing your wisdom and telling uh, telling us a little bit more about the company, too. Um, If anyone wants to reach you, whether they are interested in Baird and Warner or just want to learn a little bit more about real estate or for whatever reason, quite frankly, what's the best way for someone to contact you? you know
2: what? I live by my email and my mobile phone. So tripti.castle. I know it's a little hard to um, figure out how it's spelled, but it's k a s a l at Um You can, you know, you can find it on the internet, find it wherever, or you can always call my cell phone, which is 312 952
1: Well, that's a real easy phone number. Yeah,
0: it is. <laughs> Thank you for that. We will put both of those in the show notes if that's all right with you. So it's easy for people to find. Um, but once again, shifty thank you so much for your time today. It was my pleasure.
1: This has Have been the best. Day. Thank you so, so much.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. Bye.